Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you doing? How are you living? I hope you're all doing well out there in podcast land. My guest this time around are the excellent Snakes. I sat down with Charlie and Lena of the band Snakes to chat all about their brand new EP, which is called Better Days. It is out now. I highly, highly recommend it. It is four tracks. It's under 20 minutes, and it's a fucking absolute riot. It's a really, really great uh, EP. I'm really, really thankful uh, to the lovely Emma Van Dytes for sending this over to us and getting this interview set up. This is the second time that the band have been on the podcast. I sat down with Charlie... Uh, at 2000 Trees Festival last year, and it was absolutely wonderful. So I, when given the opportunity to sit down and have a little bit of a further discussion about this brand new EP, and, and the band generally, I, I like to take the opportunity when I get it, and this was genuinely wonderful. I'd like to say a massive, massive thank you to Snakes for their time, and also you guys for listening and supporting the show over the course of the last four years that we've been a podcast. Four years is a mental achievement for such a small little podcast like myself. We are a one-man team, we are a one-man operation, but we are holding it down. Anyway, I'm going to shut up and get, let you guys listen to my conversation with Snakes on the Nevermind Poly podcast. Let's get to it. Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And we are chatting to a band who've previously been on the podcast. They were a band who I saw at 2000 Trees, spoke very highly of there. Um, and, I, and I got about five minutes with Charlie. So I wanted to get them, get the guys back on, talk to them properly, get all the information about their brand new EP. I was sat down with Charlie and... Um, I've forgotten your name already. I'm so sorry. My, my <laughs> Lainey. <laughs> Lainey. You know why? It's because I have my notes sort of half across the screen. And then I've just, yeah, Lainey, there we go. Apologies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so Char- Charlie and Lainey of the band Snakes, how are we both doing? How's things? Everything okay? Yeah, so good. Thanks for having us, Matt. It's so good to talk to you again and in a much more settled environment. I think last time was just chaos, wasn't it, at the festival? <laughs> we just thought in that middle of that press area, just people passing left, left, right and centre. But yeah, it was a... You know, the, fun, the funny thing with that is I caught myself in so many videos because that was the thing. Everyone's like got video now with podcasts and whatever interviews and I was trying to be so kind of not in frame of other people but because it was such a small thing it was like i just know myself in so many backgrounds and one particular <laughs> interview i watched of another band who's they were on a podcast i enjoy i sort of dipped in and then like done that kind of weird sidestep i was like get out of the video like, it was really funny. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it was really really funny <laughs> but um we are here to talk about your brand new ep called better days uh, i've had it for a couple of days as i say it is absolutely fantastic when everyone listens to this podcast, it will be out because it's out in a couple of days. How are you guys feeling ahead of its uh, release? What's the kind of mood like right now? Yeah, we're just really excited. I think it's just um, been, you know, it's it's sort of like when you're always trying to move on to the next thing, it's always kind of like, it's like, yeah, that I can't believe that's not out yet. You know what I mean? Like we've, we've been like, we've been sitting on some of those tunes, especially like King and Concrete, which haven't come out as singles yet. And they're just, uh, they're brand new. It, it's it's just like, we're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I can't believe people haven't heard those yet. So it's uh, we're really excited for people to hear that sort of side of our sound. And and yeah, just, um, yeah, it's, it's just really strange, isn't it? How sort of like the industry works, isn't it? It's just like, <laughs> you're always trying to be ahead on the next thing. So, but yeah, honestly, we're just so excited to have this EP out. It's been, 
it, it's a real evolution of our sound we think and um yeah it's it's just been one of our favorite things to work on absolutely i i can i can attest to that because it is it's a bit like when i do the podcast right so i recorded a, a conversation yesterday that isn't going out to the end of march but the opportunity yeah. arose and i had to take it and now it's <laughs> done and it's sort of bang so it is kind of that thing of, of sitting on it and then once it's released everyone you get the instant yeah. feedback of being like oh this is really yeah. cool and it's like yes. i kind of forgot that i'd done that do you know what i mean it's such a, <laughs> it's such a hard thing sometimes um, yeah but yeah, this uh, this EP comes off the back of Weaponized Youth Part One, which yes. released last last year. I kind of wanted to start by asking: Was that kind of were these songs around at that kind of time when that EP was being written, or is this a fresh batch? How do you kind of approach the the quote unquote writing session uh, in, in terms of the EP and things? So these songs, they've sort of like I, I think sort of jumped the queue. They sort of like <laughs> they sort of like jumped in, and we were like, all right, we're going to have to release this, but it's not quite weaponized part two. That might mm -hmm. still be on the cards, you know. Yeah. But you know, don't have yeah. We're not going to do anything in chronological order just because tradition dictates. You know, we're just gonna. We we felt like these songs deserved to be released now. They sort of came in, they popped up, and we were just like, right, these have got to be the next next uh, next EP, and. Um, yeah, so yeah, I guess we kind of like yeah, just ex squeezed them in. So everyone was expecting part two, and they're like, "Where's part two? And we're like, "Ah, well, you got better days instead." <laughs> you've, you've kind yeah. of like um, you've kind of like Christopher Nolan it to bring it to film. Kind of you, yeah. you've done like you yeah. start yeah, and then you kind of hit, and then in like six months time there'll be like an EP that's recognized part two, and it's like this makes no sense, but it's it's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, Lane, anything anything to add in terms of, of the EP and things, uh, kind of from your perspective? Um, yeah, I well, I sort of officially joined the band just before we sort of started like going into writing and recording it. So it was sort of my first input in um, any Snake songs. So yeah, it was really, really fun. It's interesting to see like how Charlie and Ollie work together and stuff writing. And I was just sort of learning the process of how they work on things because everyone works differently. Um, so yeah, it was it was really fun to record it as well. It was nice to it's nice to be able to say oh I drummed on these tracks now because like before I couldn't say that so yeah it's really nice that um I feel excited that this is my first sort of uh intro into you know putting something out there that um that snakes have done so yeah it's really Absolutely. exciting. Absolutely um I, as a general rule of thumb just for everyone's kind of knowledge and things I don't tend to review albums and EPs because if I like something I just generally go, it's fucking amazing. And that's not great to write on a poster. You can't like, write a 2,000 words thing about it. I just won't go on it. It's great. But what I have written in terms of just a little bit of notes that from my personal perspective, I've listened to the EP. Um, firstly, wicked cool, like lyrical, like couplets on this. There is some oh. really, really cool, interesting lyrics and soaked in sarcasm, which is on a backdrop of soaked in kind of reverb and kind of cool almost and I'm, I'm kind of a little bit cautious as well almost dancey i don't know if you'd agree with that yeah. but yeah. it's kind of it's when you hear it it's like oh i like i'm feeling the shoulder jive i'm feeling the leg do yeah. you know what i mean and i'm <laughs> i can't like dance anymore i can never <laughs> dance to begin with but do you know what i mean it kind of has got that kind of infectious groovish energy um and sink or swim is the fucking bob like that <laughs> in the set forever, just throwing it out there. It's an absolute bop. Um, yeah, I wanted to kind of ask, how, how does a song like that come to be? Because lyrically, and, and when you listen to it, it just makes perfect sense. Did it flow in that kind of creative process of being like, cool, this is just going to flow out of me? How, how did that all work for you guys? 
Yeah, so that one was actually like it's such a it's so weird how these sort of songs come together. I mean, like Ollie had been sort of working this sort of that electronic sort of bass crush sort of riff. The the, uh, the you know it's like it's kind of got that sort of like choppy and like you know it was all like um, and he'd been working on that for eight, he'd had that for ages in the pocket and we sort of like kept going mm, you know we could do something with that with you know it's got a really cool sound and tonality to it but we we're like you know what what does the song need. Um, and we sometimes sit on things like that for, for longer than we probably should. And then I think we sort of took it to pre-production. We're like, we really like this idea. We're not really sure what we want to do with it. And I had the, the verses sort of already sort of locked in and what I wanted, but the chorus was like a kind of such a, an enigma for me for ages. And I was like, I don't know how I want this to be. I knew I wanted it to be a bit prodigy-esque. I wanted that sort of like that um i think i wanted that keith flint sort of style vocal where you come straight in on the one like bang you know like with the with the the hit and um but i didn't know what i wanted to do with it literally until we were in the studio um recording we were literally i was in the vocal booth and i was like i've got ideas of what i want but i think i think it's gonna i think it's this and then suddenly it was just like i started just firing it off I think in the, in the room and I was like what do you think guys and everyone was like yeah no this is this is it this is definitely it and I'm like okay cool I was like I've, I've been trying exploring so many different things and it's so like you know you don't want it to be too derivative of like the prodigy sort of thing but I know I wanted that that classic on the one just bang in your face sort of like punch about it so yeah, it, it took longer than you think to sort of put that one together, weirdly enough. But I think working with Jamie as well from Tiger Cub in, in the studio, he he really is, um, he's really got a good ear for these sorts of things. And and um, yeah, it, it was just quite exciting once I sort of like got it together. And it was this sort of like, yeah, this sort of snarky sort of punky, just sort of like, yeah, I'm a waster, you know. Yeah, just, absolutely. It's just, bang, it's good. I, I, I think that's the thing as well, like, if you think about things too much in life, just in general, if you think overthink things, you can tend to miss them up by a mile. But yeah. if you say, cool, I want you to do a verse and you, you've got the beat and it's like, cool, I'm just going to, and then it just flows and it just happens. Yeah. You know, nine times out of 10, you, you might capture that magic. Do you know what I mean? And that yeah. is the perfect uh, encapsulation, I feel, of, of, that, uh, that, of that song. I wanted to, while we've uh, got the opportunity and you're both here um, and while we've got the time, I wanted to kind of uh, ask and take a deep dive into you guys in your personal lives and things, because I think it's really interesting to see where musicians have come from in terms of their musicality. What was kind of you guys listening to when you're growing up? Was family kind of involved into your um, kind of your into the alternative scene and getting into music? How did that all kind of uh, come from for you guys? And I'll start with Lainey if we can. Uh, yeah. Um, well, my mum and dad actually met at a Bon Jovi concert. <laughs> so, I mean, that's um, a stellar start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she was, I think, oh no, she was working at the bar, I think. And my dad went and was just at the bar all night, basically. So they just got chatting at the bar um, at Bon Jovi. So, um, yeah. Um, and then when I was growing up, um, I started learning the cello because uh, I, I got like three lessons in primary sure. school, obviously. So uh, I started learning the cello and, I played that until I was about 16, um, but I sort of lost interest when I got to about 11, 12, because then I started getting into like, it was actually Avril Lavigne. Um, she like got me sort of into alternative music and stuff like that. Mm, that I, I love Avril Lavigne. I, I, yeah. I, I have such a wide eclectic record collection, but Avril Lavigne, 
under the skin is yeah my, my, my other half when she moved in and looked at my record collection went what the fuck is that doing in there and i was like hey don't you be talking don't you be talking down avril she's a queen <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's how i like got into that sort of music um yeah um and then i sort of got into um other things i think it was all time low it started very soft at first i got into like all time low and stuff like that and then it just got into emo music <laughs> like sleeping with sirens pierce developing with the horizon and all that so yeah um yeah and then i think i started learning drums at 16 because i went to a hairdresser and um i saw a flyer in the wall and it said um it was like advertising drum lessons and the first lesson was free and I was like well I may as well go and try a free lesson so it's sort of a win really and then I just never really stopped playing drums since and then I just sort of stopped everything else um I so just you, you, were, you were very much uh, uh kind of an opportunist an opportunist also mixed with a chancer in the sense of if you wouldn't go to that hairdresser you wouldn't have seen that thing if your parents hadn't been at the bon Jovi, yes in in the way you are now, do you know what I mean? Like that—that's a crazy, crazy sort of coincidence and things to how they happen. That's amazing. Yeah, it's like the butterfly effect, isn't it? Is what they call it's it. Great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Very strange how things work out, but yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. How about you, Charlie? I mean, yeah, mine's just pretty eclectic. I mean, like you know, listening. I guess when I was sort of like a lot younger, sort of into sort of you know, I guess just most sort of like poppy sort of rocky stuff that was on the radio and then I sort of had a weird phase where I just listened to like only like 90s dance and trance music which was <laughs> very weird and then I absolutely just like yeah I guess it was kind of just what I, I used to listen to like every day on like the school bus and stuff like that and then and then I sort of got into I guess more indie stuff and you know I was listening to I guess like, I was listening to a lot of Brit pop and stuff like that and then sort of evolved into a more rockier sound I prefer the heavier stuff Queens of the Stone Age and and then from there just sort of yeah it just sort of developed out but you know sort of got into my more heavier sound but it's got a little bit of everything coming through as um yeah. <laughs> over the years absolutely and I think that's the thing as well like with um younger people nowadays they've got everything at their fingertips so you can kind of be into everything mm. or at least you can experience everything yeah. um when when i was kind of growing up it was like you had to go to your local record store or hmv or wherever, yeah. wherever it had pick your cd up for like a tenner and if you didn't like it you either had to go back and change it and have to come up with yeah. a million excuses yeah. or you were lumped with it but I mean, you know what it's different different time enjoyable time but different time I mean, also. I'm pretty sure in the same week when I was a kid, I bought both a, a both one of the first things I first CDs I bought as a kid. In the same week, I bought Eminem um, with um, I bought an Eminem CD and then a busted CD about like like five days later. It was just kind of like that is the the mix of what I was listening to. It was anything <laughs> and everything really. Absolutely. And you know what, you know, what makes me laugh is uh, obviously Busted have just been announced for Download Festival. Yeah. I feel like if Eminem was announced as a headliner, that would go down better. And I'm not oh, saying I think Busted playing I is a fantastic thing. Like, it's just so weird. You know? It's like, no, what? Like, weird. We're so well, weird. I'd go and see both in a heartbeat. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> 
Um, speak, speaking about uh, Download Festival, obviously you guys were there uh, in 2023. Uh, obviously done Trees, your own headline tour, sold really well as well, I might add. Uh, support from Radio 1, um, supporting uh, Kid Capici as well on his tour. Um, as we sit here in February as we record this conversation, obviously uh, last year, just kind of just in the rear view mirror, just about if you look behind you, what did you kind of think of, of last year? Because you did a lot. And do you ever get time as a band and person to sort of sit back and go, shit, we, we did a lot last year? Because I know that I personally sort of look at last year in terms of the podcast and go, yeah, that was a fucking good year. Like, do you know what I mean? Or is it more a case of looking always forward? How, how do you guys perceive that kind of thing? I mean, yeah, it's, it it really is that sort of, like, like you said, it's just like you, you almost don't get a chance to catch a breath and so suddenly you got, we got to the end of the year and we're like oh my god we've, we've actually done loads this year we look like i think leno you were looking through like the list of um the list of gigs that we had done you you were sending over like a list of gigs and stuff that we'd done for the year and i was just like and you were just like oh my gosh we've done so much this year and i was yeah, looking, I was like what? it was mental i yeah. i was hardly at home i because i was living in sheffield at the time as well so mm. like and i was traveling from brighton to sheffield like pretty much like once a week just to do like even when like not on tour just to do things like and like record and stuff so I just last year so yeah I feel like I was never sort of at home I didn't really get much of a chance yeah it's just mental like all the gigs and stuff but it was so much fun like I had such a good like we all had such a good year last year it was really really cool yeah you definitely mentioned some highlights there in terms of like trees and download they were just proper yeah mental shows and I guess the headline tour as well. Just yeah, it's just like, it's, it's, yeah. So it's even now I'm going. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot that was last yeah. year. Absolutely. Yeah. And you've got you've got so you've got a few things announced for 2024 as well. A few festival appearances and the, and the likes. Oh, yeah. I wanted to kind of ask is because some people don't know this, and I feel like I'm going to break the fourth wall for the listeners. But the music industry tends to slow down, sort of November December. It's very slow in January, yeah. and then it kicks back up again. So. As we sit here in February, are you kind of excited? Are you nervous to get back on that mad touring horse and go again? What is kind of the mood like? And how do you kind of mentally, physically kind of prepare for a, for a tour and going out in, and doing the summer thing and that? I, I yeah. Think you, yeah, sorry, you go, Lenny. Oh, sorry. Um, no, I've, I'm always excited to go and on tour and play gigs because that's ultimately my favourite part about it, really. I, like, it's just really fun so yeah I'm always really excited for busy periods so i agree with that yeah it's just um it, it's it's kind of weird it's like you just as soon as you get into tour it's like you're just in that flow of, and routine of it it's kind of like you, you don't realize and it just that the, they sort of the shows just sort of like just keep coming and it's just always good and it's only when you stop that then suddenly you go oh god and then you just get like the post tour blues that's a real thing like we you, you just get suddenly just pulled out of that routine and you're just like what do i do now i'm just I'm, what am i doing i'm at home I'm like, i don't know what to do with myself and then you just sort of like ah oh. and it, i think it's just that that you get up you go to a new place and then you go for sound check and then you you know everything's so like scheduled and then suddenly you just that that's pulled out from underneath you and you're like ah oh, what, what what do i do now um yeah, yeah. And you're just kind of hungry for the next time you can get back out on the road. It's, it's yeah, it's addictive. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I've never been in a band, but the only thing I, I can uh, liken that to is so I went to go and see Bring With Horizon on this last tour they just did, right? Mm -hmm. And it was kind of plastered all over social media as it should be. They're fucking the peak of their powers at the moment, as they should yeah. be. And it was kind of one of those things that I went to the show and then came back and I was like, 
oh. and it was like the last day before they go off to like Ireland and wherever else in the world. And it's like, I can't, I can't, I should have gone to like the start of the tour and I could kept yeah. like following him around because it is kind of that, that rush of being like, yeah. this is mega cool. So I can't even. Uh, begin to imagine what it's like being the band on stage and, and always chasing that kind of metaphorical high of being like, cool, that was a great show. On to the next one. And when you've kind of not got as much to kind of do or, or kind of that lull period, it's like, cool, Christmas was nice, but now I want to like get back and smash it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. just never ready for it to end. You know, it's just like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I've got, I've got a, a question I, I have, I've asked every single artist I have spoken to in 2023 and Charlie, I don't believe that we got the time at tree to do it because it is a little bit of a, a long winded question. So basically when, uh, Apple, Spotify, is this the Spotify money, yes, I gave you my answer at trees and, uh, I think we should get up before I, re I refresh that one. I think we should get Leno's um so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. get laney i do remember this sorry yeah <laughs> yeah i'm excited about that well, would be good for this <laughs> so when apple uh amazon and any kind of big spotify kind of big spotify big podcast brand buys this podcast from me i am essentially going to have lots of lovely spotify money and rather than reinvest it back in the podcast like a normal human being i'm going to blow it on one big festival uh, snakes Ooh. are invited along with all the other bands who've been on the podcast at this point it's going to be about a week long so when it does eventually That's happen it's going to be um <laughs> what i've asked every single guest in 2023 and i'm continuing to do in 2024 is if you could add one thing to the rider of the festival on behalf of your band which either you can just personally use for yourself it can be a personal thing or you can go the route of saying okay i want to have something inclusive for everyone they can use so i'll give you an example so Josh from Cattle Decapitation said to me, I want a laundry service. Now, I don't know about you guys, but that okay. man is going to be everyone's best friend, right? Yeah. Because he doesn't want yeah. laundry. Whereas you could have something like, uh, we've had a, a Norwegian band who went really super niche and was like, I want this Norwegian like energy drink that I'll be honest, I'd never heard of, but that's what he wanted. So I was like, cool, that's on there. Um, yeah, unlimited money, unlimited kind of space. You can't have any restrictions in terms of that. What would you like to have, Lainey, on, on the thing? And then we'll speak about Charlie's one and see if he's changed his mind. Oh, my, I, don't I feel like I don't a, a chef would be fantastic because on tour, okay, nice. yeah, yeah. you just, or like when you're like gigging, all you eat is like Greg's and McDonald's. Mm -hmm. And it would be quite nice to have your own personal chef on the rider to make you something really nice and healthy and full of nutrients and vitamins ready for you to go and play on stage absolutely what that, that's a that's, that's a, a brilliant answer and a brilliant brilliant thing so there is a kind of a, a conversation that i've heard on other people's podcasts they talk about in the interview and bands what is the optimum time to eat before stage because some people some bands have said different things and it's a bit of a hotly contested subject mm -hmm. i feel sometimes i feel like two hours before is a good one because yeah let it settle a little bit because yeah, sometimes after you eat as well you get tired and you're like oh i just want to go nap now but and then you don't really want to feel like that obviously yeah, before you're on stage i feel two hours is good but i'm i usually snack before and then get something big after yeah yeah that's fair, i have that's something fair. to look forward to at the end of the night absolutely yeah so charlie what what was your answer if you can remember so I remember, yeah, um, we, I, I asked for 
a swimming pool filled with Buckfast. I was like, and then you said, <laughs> and you really fancy the idea of the, uh, yeah, swimming through the sticky uh, <laughs> Buckfast syrup. <laughs> so, oh, well, so, that's where it's going all out, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so we're, we're definitely having that on the right. We, we've had some very strange requests. We've had, um, to be fair, someone did say to me, um, and I can't remember the life of me who remember who was now off the top of my head. It was actually, it was Mario from Blackout Problems who said to me yesterday, he said, I want to give everyone a free ticket Ooh. for those who can't. And I was like, you've like won the game. Like you, whatever game we're playing, you just won it. I was like, that's a blinding, that's a blinder. That's, that's um, a I love that. So uh, a question I also uh, like to ask my, my guests where I got the opportunity is where is the weirdest or the strangest place you've ever played a show? Now, I need to preface this and say it's not necessarily a negative thing because some people automatically go, we played to one man and his dog and it was shit. What I mean is, it's when you've kind of looked around the rest of the band and gone, well, who, who's, who's booked this in? I mean, it's fine, we're going to play, but this is a strange get-up. Do you have any kind oh, of weird or, or strange places yeah. you've ever played? I mean, I think this one was just like before sort of before Laney sort of fully joined, but I think we told you about this one and I think you were just like, what would you mean? I was like, no, no, for real, we, we played it. And then and we basically right before like lockdown, um, we uh, we did like a, a like a random gig. And I think the idea was it was meant to be weird. Like the, the, mm. the thing was uh, was called Kind of Weird Weekends. And honestly, yeah. shout out to those guys. They are amazing. I love Charlie, Alfie, and they're just like, they're, they're just so passionate about music and they are they've got their own zine they're, they're amazing but they try and put like these kind of shows on that are kind of weird and we uh yeah they put us on in like a hotel like kitchen and it was like a working kitchen like there was like food being made like beside yeah. and it was like just a sheet up between like the the hotel's kitchen like taking orders and cooking like, it was, like proper like industrial sort of kitchen with like proper fat fryers and stuff and then just to the left of it is that like we're playing a show and there's just people in there at a gig and i'm just looking around going they're making chips just behind this little bit of fabric here and it's like we're it's like we are in the same like physical room and there's just like a little partition of a sheet and you're like surely this isn't hygienic but i i, I love it it was actually like, <laughs> it was actually such an incredible gig as well <laughs> we're just like going mad in there and it's like what a, I, yeah, I was just like that. Is mental. I, I, I just, I got, I've got, I want to kind of elevate that that story just for a second. But uh, I just got an idea of thinking, like, you know, when you go to McDonald's and you like you press your order on like the big iPad thing, and they're like number number seventeen or whatever. I could yeah. just picture you like you just playing the song and like, thank you very much. Also, number seventy, your chips number are 70, ready. Yeah. Come to yeah. the <laughs> It's just yeah, the in the order. Like, but you know, it's just this like just aroma of like onions being cut and stuff. While you're like, <laughs> it's like it's not the it's not the normal gig. Uh... <laughs> Again, you're just like this. This one's a bit of a slower one. This this one goes out to whoever. Like you know, it's, it's a bit of a slower one, but yeah. a sad one. Are you just start like, crying? Oh, the, right, it's the onions. It's the... Like yeah, <laughs> like, a beat banger, and you're just crying. It's like what? <laughs> it's just emotional, you know. <laughs> We've always dreamed of playing in this kitchen. 
<laughs> I love it. Um, so obviously the the EP is going to be out now. Is it as people listen to it? Uh, it is better better days. Um, I, I kind of want to ask, and I'm I'm fully aware that Emma, your lovely PR uh, person, is here as well. So I, I don't want to get you in trouble and like that. But what is kind of ahead for for the rest of of 2024? Uh, more touring, more festivals. What what can we talk about? So yeah, I mean. We've got um, yeah, we've got lots of festivals already booked in, which is really nice. Back back to trees. Oh, we love trees. Amazing. So, oh, yeah, trees. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. You know what? I I booked my wedding on the same weekend as trees. I am fucking terrible oh. with dates. Oh no! Oh <laughs> no! And, you, know what? you know what? Genuinely, I booked my stag do on the same weekend as her birthday. I've I've had a oh, fucking oh. nightmare, mate. I've had an absolute oh. nightmare. But luckily, oh. she's very accommodating, and she's very like, no, no, it's fine, it's no drama. I'm like, <laughs> hey, you got away with it. Yeah, just about got away with it. If I, if I don't ever mention it again, I'll think I'll get away with it. It's fine. But <laughs> that being said, Trees 2025 will be yep. a year anniversary, so perfect. Like, do you know yes. what I mean? And she's never been to Trees, so I'm definitely dragging her. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Love so, it, love yeah, it. get her down with. But um, yeah. yeah, and then we're on tour, I guess, with Capici in April. Um, just uh, going back out to Europe, which would be oh, we've just been desperate to get back out since uh, since then. So it's been uh, yeah. So just getting back out to Europe has just been a massive priority for us because we just absolutely loved it. Just like spending all those days on the road um, and just. Yeah, just you just looked after better in Europe, wouldn't you say, Leno? Oh, for sure, yeah. I know do another so wine tour. Accommodating. Oh, the wine. Oh, you've got wine. You've got <laughs> beer, hot food. They're so friendly as well. Yeah. Is, there, is there any is there any particular like regions in Europe that were particularly like a sort of a highlight or a failure? Because I, I hear again after speaking to a lot of bands that Germany's always meant to be really good. I've never been to Germany myself, but um, they, they always say that Germany's really accommodating and friendly. What, what yeah. where's your favourite if you if you had to sort of pick a region if you if you can? I think both Leno and I are going to say the same thing, and I think it's Poland. It's, oh, Poland, yeah, Poland's great, yeah, yeah. What were you going to say? Were you going to say somewhere else? Sorry. Um, I liked, oh, I liked Warsaw. No, oh, that's Warsaw, Poland. Yeah, it's Poland. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that's, the, yeah, sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm getting my, my countries and cities mixed up. <laughs> I, I think I've established that Lainey doesn't do the geographical locations when it comes to snake. Well, she not plan the route. <laughs> I thought we were playing Denmark as well. Before, yeah, yeah. Like, a couple of weeks before. Or no, not even that a week before. I was like, "Oh, do you know? Well, we're in Denmark. Can we do this?" And they were like, "What?" And like, we're not going to Denmark. I was like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind then." <laughs> got got yourself I mean... all excited, and uh, it doesn't happen that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, were, you were very excited for Denmark. I think you I just saw really like <laughs> I think you just saw like DE next to the uh, next to the place, and didn't realise that was thing, Germany. Yeah. <laughs> That's Germany, yeah. <laughs> No, you know what? It's it's easy mistake. If I saw DE, I I would have thought that would be Denmark. But yeah, no, it's DE. Deutschland, I think it's German word for Germany. So, okay. Yeah, see, they didn't think of that, did they? We we, we could have easily gone to the wrong place. Could have easily gone to Denmark. Absolutely. (laughs) You know what? That's that's the plan for twenty twenty four. Get get snakes out to, to Denmark. Just yeah, let's 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 do it. Denmark, what you got for us? Come let's on. do it. <laughs> Lovely job. Um, I've got one final question, which again I, I'm sure I've asked you, Charlie, but I'm going to ask uh, Lainey as well. Um, in the last four years of doing this podcast, I've asked the same question at the end of the interview, 
uh, and I'm so, so thankful for both your time today and obviously Emma as well. Um, I just want to say, what is the best thing about being in the band for you both personally? Um, I think uh, it's all the traveling and seeing new places. I think that's like a really cool part of it. Um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I just love seeing new places and meeting people from lots of different places and different backgrounds and stuff. It's really cool. So, yeah. It, it makes up for the loading in, loading out, all the old, all the all the band stuff that is not very fun. <laughs> yeah, it makes up for it for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. How, how about you, Charlie? Yeah, just just live for the live part of it, really. It's, it's kind of like any time I'm on stage, it's just like just thriving on a bruise from every city i go to you know <laughs> nice nice i love that um thank you both so much for your time today um as i say the the ep uh is going to be out as people listen to this uh it's an absolute banger it's four four tracks long five tracks long yeah, just four. Four five. yeah i mean it's, it's under 20 minutes or so like just yeah. stick it on repeat rinse and repeat fucking lovely old job it's, it's a great great ep um is there anything you guys want to mention anything you talk about anything you want to plug at the end of the podcast the floor is yours yeah go out and pick up your ep yeah just um yeah i think it's a beautiful record we spent a lot of time on it and uh hopefully you know you can just sort of see how our sound is evolving and um hopefully it gets you excited for things to come absolutely absolutely love that anything to add laney um yeah just um go get the ep <laughs> Amazing. Well, that's absolutely brilliant love that love that you, you um, might thanks. like it you never know you might like it. it and if you don't it's all right charity shop you will can, take it yeah go to the charity shop or you can return it i guess can you i don't know absolutely <laughs> You know what? It's one of those things that when you see an album, uh, an EP on Spotify, and it's you know, and you're not this at all, but like you see like a prog band and it's like two hours long, or even like a Netflix thing and it's like ten seasons and it's like fucking. You think, oh, do I want to invest in that? It's four songs. It's under twenty minutes. Smash yeah. it out. If it's not for you, fine. Move on to the next thing. Don't fucking come after them on Twitter. Just <laughs> do it on your um, lunch break. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you know what? You can do fucking far worse because it's cracking at EP. Um, I look forward to catching you all on the road. Send my regards to Ollie as well. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been fucking lovely. Thank you so much, guys. And I Thank wish you so much the best with the, with the EP. Thank really you so much. Lovely job. Speak to everybody soon. Peace Thank and love. You.